I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. So, you may have not listened to any of these episodes in the past. Uh, every year, we do an annual Family Stone Christmas Spectacular episode. As a Bravo podcast, it might not make a lot of sense, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's the week that we take off from recapping our shows, and instead of recap. The same movie that we watch over and over each year. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I feel like you wanted to change the movie to Happiest Season. And we did talk about the Happiest mm. Season a little bit, but I kind of put my foot down. We can't break tradition. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I don't remember like what my thought was. I wanted to integrate uh, like Happy Season somehow, and we d- we discussed it. We, d- we definitely discussed it, but you wanted to make the whole thing about Happiest Season. Oh yeah, maybe I wanted to put like... Family Stone behind the Patreon paywall. Okay. But no, you're here, baby. You, I, no, for free. You're for getting free. this content for free. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so our six-year running, first of all, fun fact, this year is the easiest year if you have never watched Family Stone for you to hop on in because it is available on Peacock. I think mm-hmm. even like a Peacock-free subscription. Yeah, I think you have to watch a little bit like an ad of 
This Is Paris or whatever that show is called. But even us as a paying customer, we had to watch yeah. that. <laughs> so, I mean, Peacock is quickly becoming the destination with uh, with Ultimate Girls Trip, Saved by the Bell reboot, and mm-hmm. now The Family Stone. Yeah. Uh, as usual, except last year being the exception, our Family Stone episode is a family affair. Uh-huh. We do have in the studio audience... Husband to the show, Alex Hurst. Hello. <laughs> and honey to the show. Honey to the show. Honey mustard girl. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we have a short rib braising in the oven. It smells great, by the way. Oh, thank you. We're in studio, which we weren't last year. We're in stu- Yeah, last year was the one year we were not in studio. Yeah. We have a pine candle lit somewhere. On the Over table. There. Yeah, we're in the spirit. <laughs> we hope you get in the spirit as well. And we just watched the film A, by the way, of course. together. Yes. Yeah, of yeah. And I think maybe f- for you, it might have been like the first time, for me, the second time watching it in HD. Yeah. Though I think my most recent time was HD because I rented it off Amazon. Okay, yeah. So from you Oh yeah, you sent you sent me the Amazon request. Yes. <laughs> you reimbursed me for Yeah, it. I well I watched it while I was dog sitting. <laughs> okay. So you were trying to like slide that one past honey mustard girl. No, no. it wasn't. I sent the Venmo oh, okay. before right I even away. clicked yeah. No, he sent it to me and I said that was unnecessary, but that was definitely H D, Brendan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Brendan had a Family Stone DVD that we would just like pass around when we would need to watch it uh, prior to it being mm-hmm. a bit widely available. I kind of miss like the DVD homepage. Yeah, it's like, I, I love a DVD homepage, especially for a movie that you watch like maybe after a night out and then you fall asleep to it and then you and wake up. It just keeps up, on going. And you mm-hmm. wake up to the chaos of it replaying over and over. Yeah, like the zooming in of the family photo or whatever what happens. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Before we get to like the nitty gritty of Family Stone, I do want to throw some love like we did last year to Happiest Season. This year I'm going to throw love to 8-Bit Christmas. So 8-Bit Christmas is kind of like the modern day A Christmas Story. Okay. Like you, you know that one with like the little boy who was the BB gun? It's on 24 hours a day on Christmas. It's the worst movie. Yeah, so instead, it takes place present day, but then flashing back to the late 80s, like the precipice of the 90s, Okay. Uh, for a boy who wants a Nintendo Entertainment System, a.k.a. NES. Uh-huh. I'm going to go through the part that's not the selling point. The narrator, the father who is explaining what happened to him as a child is Neil Patrick Harris, which I know he's not in like, I don't know what's the word. Like, a lot of people like don't are, like him. Don't right like now. him. There's like a couple things that have happened where people have kind of turned on him. I yeah, feel. Yeah. So people don't like him, but let let me sell it now. The mom is June Diane Raphael, who we love. Who we love. The dad is White Lotus's Steve Zahn swollen te- testicle. Who we love. Who we love. Uh, do we have other people in that film that we know, Alex? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think we have. No, I don't think so. It's a lot of kids, a lot of child actors, 
maybe one of my complaints of the movie is that it's a little mumbly when it comes to the kids. Like they're not all pronunciating and I don't always know what they're It's saying. funny that you're saying the, that of all people. Oh, why is Ooh. that? Oh, as a, as a <laughs> but you have called yourself out oh, on I this know. podcast. I know. Well, like you, you, you hate in yourself what you hate in others. Or I like guess. Something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Ape, Ape Christmas. I mean, the fact that it's number one, Nintendo focused. Yeah. Number two, I did like a Christmas story growing up like that came on TV once as a kid. And I was like, glued to the TV watching it. Gun culture. Gun. Both, both these things, because NES was sold yes. as a gun. Yes. What, like, there are many scenes in this film of them playing with the the gun. For Duck game. Hunt, yeah. Duck Hunt, yes. Yeah. Is this movie 8-Bit Christmas, like, produced by the NRA, Dan? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's for sure. No, it's a really sweet movie. It's you, really Diane, sweet. would never sign on That's true, yeah. for an NRA Christmas. Uh, I. It's on HBO Max. So uh-huh. if you're a Maxinista, run and do not walk. Which is like the prestige place of uh, 2021. Al- although, quickly, we've been discussing Peacock becoming the prestige place. I don't know if Peacock's prestige. I think it just has some... Like, <laughs> Peacock's some just no like. longer last place. Yes. Like, we're we're like maybe second or third I think we've last. passed like Hulu at okay. this point. Yeah. Yes. Who's sponsoring this episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you at home to figure out. <laughs> the NRA. Hashtag ad. <laughs> okay. Now that we've made it through 8-Bit Christmas, it's time to get to the... Family Stone. Okay. Okay. So we have, before we get to like our conversation, we have some prompts from the audience that oh, we'll yes, get we to. So Brendan, um, from P. Schlarm to the show. Yes. P. Yes. A longtime contributor to this very podcast, yeah. P. Schlarm. So he wrote to us on Twitter and he said, in the sequel to Family to Stone, set 25 years in the future from the original movie, who would we cast as Susanna's two children, Thad's child, and any potential Amy slash Brad, Meredith slash Ben, Everett slash Julie children? Also, mm. which couple hosts Christmas? Okay. So this kind of leads us into one of our two big conversation points, I mm-hmm. think, for this episode. We were going to discuss the fact that Sarah Jessica Parker has filmed Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. She has filmed... And just like that, mm-hmm. I think the trilogy completion is Family Stone too. I mean, give it to us. Yeah. So part of that conversation is who are we filming as the children? Yeah. Well, how many years later is this? 25. No. It's, well, oh. He, in the prompt it says 25. 25. Okay. So that's the difficulty in terms of, in, in reality, we we're are- coming up to 20. We're 16 years out. Yeah. Because it came out 20, 2005. Uh, I mean, it's hard for for 25 because I'm keeping all the same adult actors. Right. Okay. So if we just like take the actual timeline out of it, mm-hmm. I think we can think of it. I think it, he actually is handing us a gift by, mm-hmm. because there's more 25 year olds in that range who we know now that we can like potentially cast in this film. Okay. Uh, I mean, my thought would be Number one for Gus, mm-hmm. maybe Meredith's right. 
maybe it's nurture over nature and we got Lil Nas X. I was oh just thinking the same. I literally had that answer in my brain. I got I'm like so, so scared you when you were talking. I know. My heart started beating so fast. I was like, let's go full Gen Z. That's Gen Z. Or yeah, he's definitely yeah, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah. yeah. I mean, another good option and if we want to keep it LGBTQ, mm. the kid from Generation, Justice. Oh, I oh Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Detective, yeah, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu himself. <laughs> I think those are two great options. I definitely want... What the fuck? <laughs> That's the short rib. <laughs> no, but the short ribs, it's like two and a half hours to three hours. So that was like the beginning of the window. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. So they're not going to burn. Yeah, yeah. Anything. We're brazing. We're brazing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I feel like those two options are great. Mm-hmm. Because, look, we ended up with a gay child after all. True. Yeah. Proving <laughs> Meredith right. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be like a kind of funny dinner table, like. Mm. Yeah. Hold the phone. Oh, hold, <laughs> hold the phone. Uh, okay. So we have two more children to cast. The son of Elizabeth Reeser. And if we are recasting her elder daughter. Elizabeth. I think Elizabeth is like, not, maybe not like a working, working actress, but she has acted since. So I feel like it's fun to like bring someone back. Uh, you know, listen, this is a movie of stars and sadly oh she did not go on to become okay. a star. So I want to give this role. I, I think this movie would be focused on her really. Oh, and just like that, you know, so who is a woman in her late 20s? Late 20s. Or mi- mid to late 20s. An actress. Okay. Let me think about this. Like Victoria Justice. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> Good woman. <laughs> I mean, Our I Ariana would... Grande. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, she's busy with Wicked right now. No, we're going to cast Ariana. <laughs> Honey, you had an idea. I was going to stick with the Gen Z, and age doesn't really matter yeah. when it comes to no. acting. Yeah, social contract. I was going to go Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. oh okay, I so was going to use her elsewhere, but good. Oh, where else can we use her? I don't know. There's like other couples, like maybe Amy and Brad. Oh, okay. Well, that's even a younger child. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Sure, that's true. Sure. I mean, yeah, I would, I would think probably other couples within this family have had children possibly. Right. I mean, that's what the question prompts. You know who I don't think had children? Mm. I think Meredith and Ben didn't have children. Oh, they're just like going to O'Malley's. They're just like O'Malley's. a modern couple. Yeah, they're going to O'Malley's, throwing back some beers, <laughs> yeah. and just like living life. Okay. Uh, the son of Elizabeth Reeser. Um, who can we tap? Like Timothy Chalamet? Sure, yeah. Tap t- Timothy. I feel like the son had like curly hair when he was unveiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never got a name. <laughs> what about the boy that broke Olivia Rodrigo's heart? Oh, yes. Joshua, Joshoshua Bassett. Bassett. Yes. He would be perfect. I think Actually, he would be very he, good. He would be better than Timothy, I would say. And another yeah. LGBTQ. I lo- yeah. love it. Let's fill the yes. room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, like, most Nurture kids are queer. Nature. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hi, please. Okay. Uh, are there any additional children? We need to... Have we covered Amy and Brad and Everett and Julie? Yeah, they could have children. I mean, Everett and Julie are going to have, like, a lot, and they're going to be annoying kids. Okay. 
who are children child actors like i don't i can't even think of like shows that i oh what about um the girl who's like everybody posts on tiktok you know what i'm talking about um trisha paytas the one, no the one who does this. what's her name who does what who debbie ryan i think debbie, debbie ryan, ryan needs to be involved i think she's in it and then the guy who plays mac morris on saved by the bell is also everett and julie's child Can oh yes. you see it yes like all american boy mm-hmm. okay I feel like we also need like at least one child that's a little younger because we are only like 15, 16 years out from this. True. Do we do we know any young people? Okay. The from Hulu's Pen Fifteen, the boy that loves Maya. Okay. Yeah. Is like Jacob Tremblay around? <laughs> Yes, he's still 12. <laughs> he's still 12. No, but he's been in movies recently, I think. Has he? Yeah. The Room? No, he's still in that room. <laughs> Free him. What was that movie we saw with him, honey? At the Kips Bay Theater. Long, I forget. Move on. I don't know. Okay. Um, Wait, when? Like 2017. Wait, he was in Luca. Oh, yeah. He was one of the voices in Luca. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Excellent film. We should have one of the characters from oh. Luca walk on, like an animated character. One, wonder. <laughs> wonder. Wonder, yes. Oh, yeah. Wonder, mm. yeah, yeah. That was important. Okay, so this... <gasps> we need Sadie from All Too Well. Sadie Sink? We need... She needs to be in it. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Actually, okay. that is the child that Meredith had. Oh, my God. Sadie Sink. You know what? I think that maybe the story is surrounding her and yes. the love affair that maimed her, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Right? So, no, but in this sequel, is the story going to be focused on one of the children, or is it going to be, like, adult-focused? I think... I don't like when things are focused on children. No, but I no. agree. I agree. <laughs> no, but I don't mean children like a child, like a person who is in their 20s. No, this is Meredith's version. Okay. Because like, because mm-hmm. let me, let me remind you, Claire Danes was a smooth 26 during this movie. A smooth 26. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? As opposed to a rough. <laughs> I miss being a smooth 26. <laughs> no, Those we're, were the good old days. We're, we're all and tumble 30s right now yep. <laughs> okay so but that's what i'm saying not like if anything was going to be in my mind focused on elizabeth elizabeth the research daughter okay but in my mind it's meredith's version mm, okay mm. yeah i think we're all coming back for the the family that we know Mm. That's true. But that's like with in just like that. I hope I know we're gonna see some of the kids' lives, but like I don't, I don't want us to like have a full episode of just Brady going to high school. Okay, but I think it's like a healthy balance. Like Say by the Bell is like a very healthy balance between the kids and between mm, like, and like yes. Elizabeth Berkeley and Mario Lopez. That's true, but that's different. That's like funny, haha. This is like <laughs> a isn't, Christmas. Isn't movie. this funny, haha? <laughs> Also, in the sequel, it's called Two Family, Two Stoned, right? So there's two <laughs> stones. So there's going to be two rings. Two engagements. Two no, they get high. They're getting a little yeah. bit of popped. I don't know what's popped. You know what? <laughs> so wait, maybe, maybe Ben and Meredith like grow a, a farm. 
A weed farm? A weed farm. And a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. <gasps> and I love a Christmas tree farm. They don't have the rights for that. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think Taylor would give the rights if SJP asked. Yeah. Oh, don't you yeah. think? She would do a different version to like, you know. Yeah, Meredith's version. On, Duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I meant this podcast doesn't have yeah. the rights. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Taylor's going to see us in court. <laughs> okay, so who is the host? I think the, oh. the, the, gay, <laughs> the gay couple host. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, I, love yeah. that, I, love I, think, I think they're the most competent. I see that, but I also, since Amy and Brad live in town, I see a world where mm. they have taken over the family home mm. and Coach has moved into a condo. Or is R.A.P. Or is R.A.P. And they take it over because we need to be in the home because the home is the twelfth character or whatever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I would I would love for it, even if Coach is RAP in the movie. I want Coach to be no no. But here's hear hear me out. We're gonna do a flashback in the movie with Diane Keaton and Coach so that Diane can film. No, Diane Keaton is a ghost. No, she can't be a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are you referencing the Justin Bieber song? No, I'm referencing a tweet I did like in 2013. <laughs> she played Justin Bieber's ghost in his song Ghost. Oh, she yeah. did? Yeah. She, Diane Keaton? Yes. Wait, she was the ghost of Justin Bieber? No, she was like his grandmother, but I'm pretty sure the song is not about a grandmother, but no, yeah. She, the song I think goes, that was just an old woman. That wasn't Diane Keaton? Yeah, no, she no, was definitely was. in something with oh, him. Okay. Yes, it is Diane Keaton, I swear. Oh, I'm thinking was of mirrors. I'm thinking of yes. mirrors. Oh my God. It was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. The music video came out. No, I, I was thinking of that song Mirrors where like, you're, you're it's not like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Oh, Justin Bieber. You used to Bieber. love that song, Mirrors. I remember that being was in your like old a apartment. Years Don't expose ago. me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Edit wow. that out. Cut that out. <laughs> the other Skirmerhorn apartment, not not the second one, the first one. I remember oh you god. listening to it there. Oh my god, now you're doxing too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, anything else about this sequel that we're going to touch on? I think we've got it. We've got it. <laughs> I'm going to write it tomorrow. (laughs) Script submitted. (laughs) Okay. We do have some sad news to announce. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Lucy, who's been a longtime member of the Come Through Queen community, for informing us. Well, I mean, first of all, in our 2018 Family Stone episode, which you can go back and listen to it, Lucy kind of produced it for us. Yeah. Because she handed us like this, what we were calling the dossier. Oh, yeah, it's the dossier. Of... The real life Stone family, like a real family that this film A is based on. Yeah. Like, I didn't know this was based on a true story until it was brought to my attention. There are a real Kelly and Sybil, and their last name is Wise. Yeah. So, K period, Kelly Wise, passed away this past August, August 6th, 2021, uh, well, you know what? In the private Facebook group, we'll do a link to the obituary, mm-hmm. but just like a little snippet from it. Kelly Wise, teacher, photographer, artist, author, and critic for the Boston Globe, December 1st, 1932 through August 6th, 2021. A good long life. Described by a friend as a Renaissance man, Kelly Wise's 40 year teaching career was an anchor and a foundation for his expanding interests and accomplishments. 
Born in Newcastle, Indiana, he received his BA from Purdue in 1955. Following subsequent service as an officer in the U.S. Navy, he received his MA from Columbia in 1959. So we'll do a link so you can catch up on all of this. Uh, yeah, I can't believe like here in 2021, Kelly's no longer with us. Um, yeah, I read through the guest, guest book. There's students of his mm. who like were sending their condolences. Okay. No Family Stone fans, I hope. I scanned for the word Family Stone and it okay. wasn't in there. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. For the best. Yeah. Wow. Now we're like sending people. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I feel like our community is respectful, right? True. Yeah, Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We do have some more prompts to get to. Okay. Okay. So let me pull up from my friends Dave and Bessa, mm-hmm. who named their firstborn child after a character from this film a beautiful everett wow which <laughs> who is Maybe. also like the best little boy oh yeah in, like in the world but I they mean, named they named their child after the villain <laughs> wait is that bad cut that out if you think that's bad that's nurture right <laughs> no there. that's it, this will this will prove the test of time is it nature or nurture like naming after the villain or there are good people and we'll raise a good boy. True. I hope yeah. they don't dislike me because I said that. <laughs> okay. Let me give you their uh, hot takes. Okay. They brought something to my attention that I never thought about before. Elizabeth. So you know what's strange? Elizabeth Racer, now that she has been on American Crime Story Impeachment. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this podcast, I never called her Elizabeth Reeser. I we always, always called, called her, her the sister who doesn't matter. Yeah. Or Susanna. Or Susanna. So it's like a new world for us right now. I think she, maybe she's the sister that matters the most. Yeah. That's like the my new take in 2021. Yeah. So uh, there's a moment where like everyone's coming home and Ben says something uh, like, oh, where's the husband? And she says, what husband? And he's, and Dave says, like, it's almost in a flirty way. Well, there's, yeah. So, I mean, he puts her his scarf around her mm. while they're having that interaction. Yeah. So I could, like, see that, I guess. This is a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's almost a, 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 a reading of the scene until you understand who's who that she is the sister-in-law rather than the sister. Cause like obviously in this family, like sister-in-law, no holds bar. Right. 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 (laughs) Um, okay. So then also I asked him for a voice memo and he provided. (gasps) I haven't heard this. I know. Bessa pointed out that when she leaves the house, and goes to the hotel. She says that she has a bad back. But while they're saying that excuse, she lifts her huge yeah. suitcase into the back of the car. So it's clear that it's not a back problem. I and did th- notice that this viewing, actually. Oh, really? In you HD. Did? In HD. I think it was wow. the HD that, like... <laughs> I mean, you were even saying, like, HD. You were hearing things you'd never heard before. I was seeing things, like... I was seeing, like, magnets on the refrigerator. Like, one said Atlanta. I was seeing that the bags that they brought in. I always saw the Copley Place bags because that's very familiar to me. Yeah. But then I also noticed they had Whole Foods bags. Yeah, that was the first time I ever noticed Whole Foods. And, like, Whole Foods in 20, 2005 is a whole different world from where we are right exactly. now. Exactly. This is a pre-Jeff Bezos Whole Foods. Well, now it's, like, if you buy from Whole Foods, you're, like, destroying the world and giving to the worst co- corporation yeah. that exists. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And then there's another uh, voice memo as well. 
I also think a hugely underrated scene is the whole charade scene, which is almost more awkward than the dinner table scene. And it, it has all these subtle moments, like when Luke Wilson says that the clue is terrible, who made who put in that clue? And then they pan over to Sarah Jessica Parker, and it was clearly her who put the terrible clue there in the first place. Or when uh, when she gets ha Amy hands her the the new clue for her to do, and um, Amy says it's a movie, and then Sarah Jessica Parker goes, "It's a movie," and then Amy, Amy says, "No talking." Wow, uh, <laughs> little details. Well. <laughs> I mean, the charade scene, I feel like, does not compare in terms of the conversation when it comes to, like, that and the Every, dinner scene. Well, I think, like, for us true uh, stonehead stoners, stoners um, it's like the movie is, is everything's just leading up to the dinner scene because that's when everything changes. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think also the difference is the parents are not present during the charades. Right. So it's kind of like a different vibe. A different energy. Yeah. Okay, we also wanted to discuss the fact that this year, it seems to be like the tide is turning for Family Stone. Okay. And there's been a lot of like backlash, a lot of voices rising up and saying like, why does everyone like this movie? Right. What's your take on this? Well, that always kinds of kind of happens, but I think mm. you're noticing it a little more this year. Okay. But like I'm always like girding my loins for this to happen. <laughs> as a as a stoner, it's like they're they're coming for my family traditions. Oh my god, I just sound that makes that makes me sound like a psycho conservative. <laughs> you're just like worried about family traditions. Um no, I mean this kind of always happens because if you watch the movie, like with just like mm new eyes it's like yes the family is actually awful to this human being who yeah. is coming for christmas yeah but i think if you stick it out to the end of the movie mm. everyone grows and realizes yeah. like we don't have to be awful to her because she took her hair down <laughs> <laughs> i think also as you watch it more often you know the ending that mm. it's easier to get through those more painful parts the first time you watch it through mm. yeah but also, Gen Z wants to ruin everything. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Are you blaming the, the... I don't even think the criticism we've seen is from Gen Z. Yeah, probably not. This like is from on our Gen peer, Z. Our peer. <laughs> it's definitely a peer-focused... Uh... No, but I do think that if you know what happens, like, if you have the love for the movie that mm. we all do, we, like, watch it knowing that it ends in a good place. Yeah. Mm. Okay, is there anything that any of you noticed during this viewing that you have not appreciated before? <laughs> Guess not. No new content. No. <laughs> no, I think like the thing that becomes more and more clear is how much the character of Everett in this movie just like isn't it? It's like mm. he. I mean, obviously, Meredith has her flaws, which the movie has pointed out to us since it was, like, sure. uh, in theaters. But, like, if you really think about it, and you were talking about this, like, even when Meredith was, like, covered in egg from spilling, mm. like, the strata, like, we get a scene right afterwards where she's still covered in egg sitting on the bed, and Everett's, <laughs> like, walking out of the shower. Yeah. And it's, like, 
yeah, he got into a tussle with his brother. Maybe he needs a shower after that. But, like, give your girlfriend the shower first, bitch. Yeah. I think we, as a family watching this, noticed for the first time that the boys have ensuite bathrooms. Mm-hmm. But the sisters do not. Well, we don't know about Susanna. We don't know about Susanna, but, like, we don't know much about Susanna. <laughs> but now that we know that she is the sister that matters the most, I think maybe she probably has an ensuite mm-hmm. bathroom. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I noticed for the first time during this viewing that there was actually a commentary on the fact that Everett is wearing a tie when he mm-hmm. walks into the home, suggesting that this is not the norm right. for him. Because, like, I guess in prior viewings for me, I would think, like, oh, like, he's just, like, the business guy, like, always coming home like this. Mm-hmm. But this, that might have been an additional turnoff for the family. Right. With Meredith. They're a very casual family. Yeah, very casual family. They've got like books and shoes on the stairs, which seems like something you shouldn't do because people might trip. Mm, yeah. I think we also discussed the fact that one year later, the house seemed a little bit more tidy. <laughs> we did discuss that. I wasn't going to mention it on the podcast. Well, there's less people living there. <laughs> yeah, there's one less living there right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dumb stuff. Her desk can now <laughs> hold Meredith Strata. Oh my God. This is dark. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's a dark movie yeah. when you think about it. It's also, good. we talked about where she, where Meredith says that she won't marry Everett. Mm. And he, we noticed how he takes that opportunity not to be yeah. kind to her and really like humiliate her again in yeah. front of the family mm-hmm. and how painful that is. And rather than being like graceful and like giving her a little bit of slack there, yeah. he really like hammers at home and unnecessary. Dif- twists unnecessary. the knife. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. right after she gives the family such a lovely gift. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's like the added bonus. Yeah. Like extra cruel. And that just is really such like a turnoff to like, that is a bad person. We're going to do our viral tweet about however it's the real villain of the mm. family stone. And it's going to do the numbers that the Adrian Grenier tweets. Yeah. yeah. For uh-huh. Double Wars product. Finally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's get tweeting before this is released. Let's obviously. get tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I love revisiting this every year. I hope you enjoyed going on this journey with us and we'll see you again next year. Year seven, baby. Uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Come through, Queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.